Chris Scopo, how you doing, buddy? Buddy, I'm great. Thanks for having me. You got a lot of energy coming in here. Hey, I got you. I love that, man. I like it. I love that. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you, buddy. Um, where are you coming from? Astoria. Love it. A lot of comics in Astoria. I mean, this isn't really as of so recent. I feel like right after or right before the pandemic, it seemed like a lot of people were moving to Astoria. Huh? It's just affordable. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's the city, but not the city, but close enough to the city where it could be the city. So it's it's it's, it's we can't make we can't live in the city. That's how, all it is. How long have you been there? Well, I'm, I'm from Queens. Oh, okay, so, so you've lived there like your whole life. Not Astoria, but I mean Astoria six years. Uh -huh. Six years. I'm from Middle Village, Queens. No oh, one, Middle Village. You know about Middle Village? Yeah. Okay, bro. So I played tennis pretty competitively from the age of like 11 yeah, to we got, 16 we got before those, college. We got those big boys at that yeah, park over exactly, there. Yeah, bro. So I would spend, I don't know, man, like maybe anywhere from five to seven days out there. Oh, like really? Every other month. Something it's, like that. It's serious over there? Just because there were a lot of tennis courts. Yeah, a lot of kids who would like play at the National Tennis Center. They'd go and train USTA. in Alley Pond and shit like that. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one in Queens Village. I know all of fucking okay, Queens. Okay, so they have, bro, so they have the name biggest, anything. I'll they have the biggest um, indoor tennis bubble in North America. Okay, yo, tennis is such a weird like sport. Like you, it's some people play tennis. I'm like, I see it. I you see, see it, it on me? I see it, yeah, and bro, you. So I have these badges from the U.S. Open over here, player guests and shit like that. Oh, man. I got, I get, I have, uh, I, I go to the Open every year, and I yeah? get, I get the souvenir fucking thing. I like Which it. Which thing? I sit, oh, I you mean up. the uh, the Amex thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I sit up top Chris though. Scopo is here for the night evening session. You're yeah. just picking your nose, like, oh shit, I'm on TV. Bro, I, I sit last row <laughs> up top. I don't go. Bro, yeah, that's scary though. Nah, but I, I have to keep it Queens. I can't. It's too. It's too. Yo, it's people over there are too fucking like polite and shit because it's a, it's an right. all world sport. You can be louder up there. So it's the like all yeah, because I'm like fucking talking during the during the set. I'm like hit okay. it, I'm like hit it, and then people are like, Ugh. are you like oh like I during get, the middle of the point? I get jacked. We have a good shot. If they get a good shot, I'm like fucking let's go. So do you go to a lot of Mets games growing up? Yeah, I'm a okay. Mets fan, dude. I um I was a big Mets fan. Went to Shea Stadium, and then I kind of lost interest because I was going to the Bronx a lot more instead of going to freaking. They stunk for fucking yeah, twenty well, years. Uh, two thousand was a great year, dude. Subway Series. No, it was terrible. We lost in Subway. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for, people, I mean, in general, in, people for like, baseball. Yeah, but like I, I'm a, I'm a diehard Mets fan. This is like that's the, the they're honestly taking over my life, and it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing I have going on. Really? And so I, this year you must have been loving it. Yeah, until we fucking lost. And it's, but it's, I felt like I shot. I'm not going to lie to you. I got dumped the next day. The next day I got dumped. After the Mets lost? After the Mets lost. Hurt more. The Mets, the, the girl, the Mets that's, lost. That's crazy that she dumped you right after you'd be, you know, paying more attention to her, I feel like. I think she wanted to knock it out two and one. All I think right. she was like, like, let, me, two birds let, me get, let me get a double banger right here. So it's not two weeks from now. So where in Queens did you go to high school? I went to Holy Cross, which is in Flushing. Here's the okay. deal. Here's the deal. A lot of like white kids from like the Queens area, the parents don't want to send them kids to public school because the public school in the city ain't great. Not the best in the world. No. So you go to like Catholic private schools, they right. call it, which is Holy Cross, which is like basically a public school. And it's like dumb, like, like a, lot of, a lot of firefighters, a lot of, a lot of union guys from my high school. What's the one right across from the National Tennis Center? Is it St. Francis Preparatory? From the tennis is center. that right across from the National Tennis Center, like on the other side of the LIE? I think it's St. Francis. Prep. Oh, that's the on the LIE. Yeah, that's yeah. prep. That's our rival. Oh, that's a fucking okay, big okay. rival. Yeah, All right, nice. But did you play sports in high school? Yeah, I played baseball. I played oh. baseball in college too. Where so, in college? Sacred Heart University. Bro, you can take a second and have a sip of no, that. No, while no, no. I tell no. you this story. Oh, let's do it. Well, bro, I you went to you. I went to UConn. You okay? Yeah, you yeah, stores. Man, so, yeah, stores. Dude, so I know you guys had a pretty solid tennis team. You guys, got, I mean, you guys were one of your best sports was probably baseball. Division one, double A. So I would just say it. Division one, double A. Okay, so that's like UCF and football type. So we would. Oh no, we would get murdered by UCF and football. Well, but I mean, if you were to be, I'm talking about like sports wise, like that's what it's equivalent to. Like you're not in the top, top part of division. Oh, no, 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 it's, no, we're, no, no. We used to play like, we used to go down and play like big schools. You guys would play us in uh, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played you guys. Okay. Yeah, how'd we you, get. How'd you do? Not well, we great. Were, we were sick. Dude, not great. Baseball. We were not great at tennis. How old are you, by the way? I'm 30. Oh, so you, you, you went to school with George Springer. Yeah. You went yeah. to the Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was nasty. Or I think he was a year or two older than me. Yeah, 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 he uh, is on the Astros now, and I think he just no, he's on, he's on Toronto. Oh, well, I don't know. Sorry, yeah. that's, a <laughs> that's a tennis guy right there. He doesn't know fucking <laughs> doesn't know team. fucking shit. Come on, no, but um, Matt Barnes, pitcher. Yeah, so there were some good guys, but I'd say uh, tennis wise, we were not at the top of like the uh, Division One tennis game. Well, yeah, no, they're not, they're not, they're not shuffling the funds for the tennis kids. Except, yeah, they're shuffling uh, the funds for the basketball thank team. Thank you for saying that, bro. We didn't have yeah. any scholarships on our tennis team. Oh, really? So, yes, no scholarship at all? Not, no, dude. I mean, kids would have academic scholarships, but uh, athletic-wise, no. Uh, the girls' tennis team had three. 
for like the why do you guys get zero then uh because what well, we initially were we, we they kept us around because we kept the gpa up for those uh yeah teams, they need dude. that was that was that like thing at the end of the year the old like the old gpa thing it's, yeah I forget, some we all go in the shit. court or some shit yeah, yeah yeah but the thing was with um the tennis like as soon as the pandemic happened and then they realized they needed to cut back and like tighten in on the budget we were one of the first teams to get cut us and the golf team because we yeah. didn't bring any money yeah you're not selling tickets money. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. no one's showing up to see guys play love love matches and shit yeah, like that exactly. yeah yeah, love, yeah. love well people like yeah. the tennis matches but dude when it came to basketball on the women's and men's side and then football and then you know baseball and soccer those were like the top five so is it is money. it like with tennis is it true like not true but like the guys that are good in good in college and shit like that but like they're never going to be anything because like if you're really good you go pro right away yeah, dude. It's funny how you know all these sports things. Yeah, I'm a loser. I do yeah. nothing with my life in Queens. Are you kidding me? I have a dog and a studio apartment. Well, That's all know, I have. But to know that about tennis is pretty impressive when not knowing so much about the sport, potentially. Well, I mean, oh, you go to I US just open all the time. I, I, I said the kid who won it this year, the Alcaraz kid, he's 19. Nasty. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to University of Georgia exactly. to, to sign up and do three years of college. So yeah. by the time you're like 17 years old, you, you know, they know, they know, you're, you know whether you're, you're going to spend a well, year I, at Georgia, at Stanford, and then go pro or definitely not. I watched the, the, uh, the Williams movies uh, that Williams movie with Will King Smith? Richard, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. But like they at like twelve, they were down in Florida, and then they had the one thing about Andy Roddick, like the kid Andy Roddick was in it, and I was like, oh, that twelve, they're going down and then training right yeah, away. Like Andy Roddick was playing with Marty Fish like every single day. They were living together in Florida, yeah, a little bit. So I, when I was fourteen years old, I was homeschooled for tennis because I thought that. Oh, so you were that good? Potentially, I thought I was going to go pro. Maybe. Can I say I, I didn't know anything about you until recently? Until you're Julio's boy and you hooked up with a really hot tennis star. That's all I knew about you. <laughs> Who that's told all, you that? Julia. Freaking, yeah, that's hilarious. Julia. And I was uh, like, this kid's amazing. Yeah, dude. So I was I was super serious in tennis. Like I was in the, the tennis circle of kids who were going to take it to the next level. But like, I, I don't want to say I started so late, but it's not like um, a baseball sport where you can really start playing when you're eight, nine years old and get very good by the time you're 10, 11, and 12, right? I, like I, in tennis, the, it's different. The best kid in my high school, uh, baseball, he was a football. He went to UVA and played, the, played for the Cowboys. He didn't pick a baseball up. Yeah. The whole entire off season, whatever, until we, until we started back up in March, and he's best player on the team. That was like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Yeah, he was right? unreal. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a great athlete, you can be great at baseball, something like that. But tennis, it, it really was a sport. Or I found that the kids who were really at the top top of the game, they were playing twelve year olds when they were six and seven years old. You know, yeah, so like yeah. They got in the game, experienced. Their parents maybe wanted them to play a little bit more. It's way more um, center focused on like independence and, so and stuff I, like that. I like to go in the in the when I go once a year, I like to get there early and watch the juniors play because i'm like let's see oh, how the good second, the second week you go yes yeah, i go to these round of 16 usually love that too. and, and I those those tickets actually you're talking about the top row those aren't uh cheap tickets i get it on the arm there. i get it on the arm oh, let's go yeah 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 i got, I got an aunt who likes tennis she goes you want to go i'm like yeah i'll go <laughs> very dope. i bring a girl every time too i don't bring a dude because this is a, i need a little arm candy for this <laughs> event you know like, <laughs> well, she'll I, let you do your thing too oh shit oh you missed it oh. yeah i know like a couple times that girl canceled on me last minute like i gotta find another girl i don't know what to do do you bet on the us open i did this year I did this year. How'd you do? I did not because I think uh, Alcaraz played the American kid or something like that. Someone, there was an American. I was like, I'm not rooting against America. I'm not. And she, oh no, it was a girl. She won the first set and I was jacked because I got her at plus money and then she fucking got smoked the next two. Okay. But uh, yeah, like, uh, so I watched these junior kids because I want to see like how, how good are these kids? Like, how good is like the, the pros? I'm up high. I can't like, you could see how fast the ball's going, but not like right on court. And I see these kids. I'm like, they're fucking unreal at 16. Yeah. It's the ball striking is at another level. When you look at the kids who are in those junior levels, like the kids who are making the, you know, making like the semifinals, quarterfinals of those junior Grand Slam tournaments. So those are the kids who are the best ball strikers. And then maybe within like the next three years, you know, you'll see some kids get stronger, grow a little bit. Maybe their serve will get bigger. But that's usually a good gauge of who's going to be the that's next That's so funny player. how you say that. It's kind of the way in baseball. Like I, when I went from high school to college, the biggest problem I had was hitting. And I was like, because the pitchers could throw where they wanted to. Like they can move the ball. If they more. wanted to throw the ball in the inside part of the plate, they got on the inside part of the plate. The speed wasn't the biggest adjustment. It was that they could throw it there and it's going to go there every time. What position did you play? I was catcher. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Like I so butt. did you, do you have any, yeah, you got some of the nice thighs. I got, some, I got some thunder thighs. Yeah. Well, that's it. But did you ever have any dreams or aspirations of playing at maybe um, a higher caliber school? Yeah, or going seven, pro? When I, was I should have, honestly, I should have went to a D2 school. D2, D2, D3 like school. Like Rollins? That's where Mark. Uh, no, no, no. Rollins, Rollins is a legit baseball player. Yeah. Baseball. You, Cause the, all the dumb kids go there. Okay. Rollins like school for like retarded kids. I and they can't. there for tennis. Too, yeah. They can't, they, they can't, they can't get into Vic school. <laughs> so you go there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rollins is good, actually. Rollins is really good. 
Uh, but no, like I should have went. I didn't play as much. I didn't play that much. I just went there and I was like, oh, D1, whatever. But you get like perks. You get a nice perks playing a D1 sport. Yeah. You know the deal. You get some nice free shit. Bro, I mean, considering like our you get meal money, pro- our athletic program had the $80 million budget from Nike. So we all the clothes that we would get and all the treatment in terms of traveling, we'd do the same thing as the basketball team. Dude, I remember going when I got to college. I was like, we get all this free shit. That's amazing. This is so cool. Then we played University of Georgia and I was like, we're fucking in welfare. on another. We're, we're welfare compared well, to these you, people. Were you guys Adidas? Yeah, we're Adidas. Yeah, so we were Nike, and I guess they loved us because of the basketball team. It was really crazy. Dude, the, we played university. We play, We went to the men's version of the uh, a baseball version of March Madness. NCAA championship? Yeah, so we went to that, and like we played. Where was it when you went? University of Georgia. Because there's 16 wow. regional schools. So every team hosts. It's different than in basketball. It's not like you go to one specific place. So each top 16 seeds host an event. Oh, and then it's like sectional winners. Yeah, then and, you go that, then okay. you go further. So we went to University of Georgia and like they treated they treated us like we were like five because they were like gave us gave us a private tour of their facility like they were like oh we're gonna just murder these kids let's treat them nicely like they they get the got the players were nice to us like we should been we should have fucking like been like we're playing you for the NCAA champion we should need they're like no no it's okay kids come on inside. Come on inside, hang out with us. Want to play pool? So who'd you play for? Want to play pool? University of Georgia. We lost ten nothing. Oh fuck! <laughs> Shit. We got smoked this by Georgia. This is when you were a senior, or did you play? I was, all no, four I was a years freshman. There. I was a freshman. I played two, uh, two and a half years. Uh, I played two and a half years of UConn tennis. Shout out two and a half years. Two and what and a half up? years, bro? After the second year, I wanted to just smoke weed and I, just, take I knew I wasn't. Classes. I knew it wasn't good enough. I, I lived with all the kids too much going on. I lived with. We were the party house. I was the party guy after that. Well, did you join a frat after that? Or no, no, no. You were on a frat at the same time. No, 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 no. Like, my school is different. Small. If you joined a frat in my school, it means you had no friends. You couldn't. You couldn't make friends. I p- played baseball, so that's pretty much a yeah, frat. That, yeah, that's totally. So like, it's just, you didn't have frat. to like. I didn't have to pledge or anything. Whatever that bullshit was. But yeah, that's how. Everybody, like, we're poor compared to those schools. It's ridiculous. Like, I get why they're so good. Yeah, and it's crazy to see the money that goes into some of these top, top sports programs. It's about time that they're going to pay these kids. I don't know what's going to happen with the baseball and stuff, but I'm going to be interested to see how much your average player on a Georgia or a Duke makes in baseball or I mean, nothing. No tennis. No, they don't They don't prop up baseball. It doesn't, they, don't make, they don't make nothing. They'll make a little bit of cash, but like not anything to like they can feed their families on. So it's just going to be the football and basketball that are going to make like how many millions? Think about how many baseball players do you know like off the top of your head that are in playing college baseball, yeah, not even college baseball that yeah. are they're playing professional baseball. And like, so if you play college baseball, you get a lot of guys get drafted out of high school and they go, but like, if you're sometimes like a lot of guys will be like, Oh, I got drafted in the third round. I'm going to be a first rounder in two years. So they'll go to college. So if you're, if, so it's like, it's, it, those are the only guys that are like big players really. So if you, if you just go to college, you're not getting anything. You're not getting yeah. any money or anything like that. No one gives a fuck about baseball at all. It's terrible. Yeah, it's interesting. Support baseball kids. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Especially since like after you see how fun the playoffs are every year, like anybody who let, or is from that city that is making the World Series or making a deep run in the playoffs, you know, like a Houston or Phillies or something, the town loves it, you know, for however yeah, long those you scumbags love it. are like, we can go to Philly and pop perks at a game. Let's fucking do that. <laughs> you What's kidding it called? Me? Those, Kensington on the yeah, way? Yeah, those pieces of shit Philadelphia. I, I actually, I, I kind of like Philadelphia people now. They're just pieces of shit and they know it. They just fucking know. Yeah, Bryce Harper is a beat. Well, is he about to sign a new deal? No, he's, he just signed for 13 years. He's good enough. He's oh, good. Yeah, yeah 13, meals, 13 years, 325 million. And Aaron Judge is the guy. Yeah, what's the deal with Judge? What do you think? Is he going to sign with the Mets? No, no, no. Mets Steve are, Cohen's going to pay up? Daddy Cohen, my dad, my father. Yeah. No, I, I don't think he, I think he's going to go. Because he doesn't want to upset. The Steinbergs do have a lot of power in baseball. Even though they're but George is dead, yeah, but the Steinberg family does, and like he, Steve Cohen doesn't want to come in and just spend a lot of money because the whole they didn't want him in. Hal Steinberg actually like voted for him, like convinced a lot of people to let him in because he's good for baseball. Oh, not a lot Steve of Steve Cohen as an owner, yeah, know? not of the owners wanted him because they knew he was going to just fucking yeah. spend an insane amount of money. And did you hear that uh, Jeff Bezos potentially might buy an NFL team? He might buy the Commodores, I think. Oh, the fuck, yeah, the, the Reds, the Washington, the Washington football Which team, be crazy dude. I mean, I the mean, guy owns the Post, and then he's going to own the freaking NFL. First team? of all. I mean, that guy could, he's taking steroids left and right. No one talks Bro, about it. He he's looks jacked. I know, dude, right? Pop him up on the yacht right here, dude. I saw it first and I was like, there's no way this guy is not taking steroids. Bro, I am some HGH and testosterone. I'm so pro steroids of like these people t- figuring it out for us. Let them fucking take their pills. Let them dive cancer. And then the 10 years from now, 20 years from now, like we can get, we can get it out of CVS. I go to my CVS HGH today. Let's go. Let's get it in. So you must have known a few guys who were taking yeah. some serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like four guys on my team were taking steroids. But did they not get drug tested? You just find a way around that. <laughs> 
you just find your way around and that. how dramatic was their improvement in the game of baseball and their physical appearance uh physical appearance was the biggest one it's a lot of like acne and shit small balls. no no it's <laughs> that's not a, that, i mean the small ball shit happens like in the 90s when like steroids weren't good it got steroids are a lot better now but yeah not no i mean some guys had acne but did it, it take anyone weird. to the next go ahead it's weird pitchers are a lot of ones that do a lot of steroids. They don't get jacked. Winstrol does not make you jack. Winstrol makes you like your arm speed. Just beefier? Yeah, I, I I know a guy that, my cousin played for Siena. And this guy played in the major leagues. And New York somewhere. Yeah, he, he was he was drafted out of Siena College. He And when he came to Siena, he was throwing 82 as a lefty. He took Winstrol his sophomore year and got mm-hmm. up to 94. <laughs> yeah, and then played in the major what? leagues. Yeah, so basically steroids Gave this guy a career. So, so he just took one cycle and then. No, he, he took got, more. He took more. He took more than one cycle, but like a few cycles of like. Then, but, but once you're drafted, you're drafted. Then you you then can't you just the league minimum. You can't just stop. Or, you know, that's that's a while away. Right, right, right. That's like you after. Can't, but you don't just when you throw ninety four. You don't just stop because you're on Winstrol. It just it doesn't it doesn't stop because you're not on Winstrol. You you slow down a little bit, but you're still throwing in the nineties now. Okay, so let's talk about a guy like Barry Bonds. You know, who is obviously the black sheep of baseball within the last, I guess, ten years. You consider mm-hmm. a guy like Pete Rose who cheated. Real quick, by the way, are we game. alienating your whole fucking no 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 no, 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 no. This is great, right. dude. Because every episode we get into a deep topic, which we're getting into right oh, okay. now. So people love it. I don't want. I don't want to. Heroin. My mom was like, "That was a great episode. You look so interested." I don't I want like, some yeah, fucking feed me. you know girl that's loving you is like, "Is this weird kid no, talking dude. about steroids and baseball?" Dude, you know what? There was a time about a year and a half ago, man, when I was super into the gym and no joke, I was like doing research on SARMs and shit like that. But I got like, working I got, out seriously. I got a buddy that hit me up recently. We're talking because yeah. I'm sober and he, he he's sober. He told me he's yeah. like, "Bro, I'm sober." Man. I was like, "Oh, that's great, man. That's awesome." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm on Winchell right now." Oh man, <laughs> I was I like, feel like that cannot be he's sober like, just mind wise. He's just like, I need to do something. Anyway, yeah, so like, talking about uh, Barry Bonds, a guy who do you think his his the trajectory of his career dramatically changed? I mean, he wouldn't have hit 700. Let me say something about Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds yeah, go ahead, is home runs. probably the greatest hitter that we will ever see in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. There's no one better hitter than Barry Bonds. It's just steroids just made it like he was already phenomenal and steroids made him an alien. That's how good he was. This is a story. He used to, he was a batting coach for the Marlins for one year, just one year. How old was he at this time? He was retired. He was like, I don't know. Maybe he's 50 now. I don't know. Maybe he was like 45, 46. And Stanton, John Carlos Stanton was, was on the Marlins, right? So he's doing like uh, a plate recognition. Like when you see the ball, you have to adjust to what's coming. So he's talking to John Carlos Stanton, who's a all-star, maybe might be a hall of famer. Okay. He goes, when you see the slider coming, this is what you do. You wait back in your hip, you rotate it. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I can't see the sliders coming. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know the sliders coming. He's like, you can't see the spin of the ball, the spin, the rotation of the, of the, of the, 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 the red things. He goes, you can't see that spin. He's like, I don't see any spin. What are you talking about? He couldn't comprehend how he was so much better than everybody else. Because you see like a little circle. That's, he goes, when you see that slider, yeah. he couldn't get to other people that he was so good. That he could see the recognition of the thing. That's why he quit. He was fired after a year because he wasn't a good coach. He's a terrible coach. That's how good of a player he was. It was just like hands and pure instinct. How do you feel about a guy like Babe Ruth? How do I feel about him? Yeah. And is he black? What is this? I mean, I love to party with him. Yeah, I'll tell well, you that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the guy loves champagne. The guy loved drinking. Love champagne and hookers, is what I heard. Uh, I mean, everyone says he's like they're all the greatest of all time, but he's also playing against, you know, plumbers. Like, I, it's, it's, Black people weren't allowed to play. Spanish people weren't allowed to play. Let me tell you something. I played against black and Spanish people. They're better than us. They're good. So I don't know. I mean, I think Willie Mays is probably the greatest player of all time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Shout out Willie Mays if you're listening. Yeah, shout him out. 755 yeah. homers, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, Hank Aaron. Oh. Willie Mays is 690-something. Oh, okay. It's all right. You're a tennis guy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're a tennis guy. So how did you get into tennis, though, that you're going every year? Because I'm a loser. I'm telling you, like, I just, I love sports. I, don't like, I love sports, and I'm socially awkward at times so instead you of it seems socially awkward a little bit socially awkward if, if i don't want to be around people i make it very obvious that i don't want to be around people at times which is not good i should be like a little more open but i'll go right to the phone i'll look at shit and i'm just like i'll just go right to that but you have a podcast you're gonna make a conversation i guess, i mean i guess <laughs> but like it's just i can't fake anything i can't like fake being nice to people right, right, right it's right, a problem right. yeah so i can't just be like oh you're, you want to talk about spoons let's fucking party. fucking spoons yeah i don't know what they, like so that's a problem so yeah that's what it really all is. right well let's talk about growing up in uh, new york city because you and i both grew up in new york city yeah but you're like a city kid though eh, you didn't come to manhattan at all I, we did but you guys are city kids are weird man you guys are just so much more advanced than we are well did you like take the bus to school 
out, or did out you to drive? out to well, I got driven to school bus home. But like I was it was, it was a Queens bus. A little different. The Q eighty eight. Q eighty eight is different than the, the city transportation here. Like I've known a bunch of city kids. You guys were like had fake IDs at like fifteen. Yeah. Dude. You guys are partying at yeah, fifteen, rehab weed, by twenty one. Bro, you're right. Like a good amount of kids, seriously, that I knew were were sober by age yeah, twenty two. It's crazy. you guys are so much more advanced than us. It's you guys have money too. How, how did you get home from parties though? We partied in uh, parks, bro. So you would like just walk home back to your house yeah, after just the party? Yeah, stumbling Stumble at like 11.30. Right. Like nobody, nobody was really driving though where you were. No, 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 no. We, no one really had cars. Parents you, had cars. Do you have your license? Oh yeah, I have a car now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But parents, we won't, listen, Queens is, you get two cars if you're lucky. And that's about it. Like my parents like had a dad's car, your mom's car. Yeah, like my parents had a Lexus. Everyone thought we were rich. That's how <laughs> fucking crazy it is. I swear to God. And you were just whipping it around when you're like 16, 17. No, my parents never let me drive. They knew I was an irresponsible kid. They're like, you're not driving. I what, didn't think. It, what were some of the bad things you did in high school? Being an irresponsible. No, I kid. was. I was. I was irresponsible by like letting people do shit. Like I couldn't say no to kids. And then if they want to do something, like, yeah, well, whatever. Like we'll kids do. would be hitting the mailbox with a freaking bat yeah, outside yeah. your window. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be cool. I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't like, I, I didn't do drugs really. I drank a little bit in high school. That's about it. But I didn't like, I was just like, I was very influential. People could just say shit. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, can you do whatever. I just want to be like liked. What was, was it? Good. What was it like going to a Catholic school out in Queens? It was the best. I love all boys Catholic high school. Shout out Holy Cross Knights. So where were the, where were the girls? St. Francis Prep. That was oh, where the girls were. Oh, dude, because I knew a girl who played tennis there. I didn't know that it was just a girl's they, No, they were co-ed. Oh, it's co-ed, co-ed. Yeah, right. but you we, that was a big thing rivals. that we dated a lot of their chicks. Oh, they didn't like that. And the boys didn't like that no, at all. Yeah. At basketball games, they were just chirping you guys. Oh, Holy yeah. Holy kids are gay. They Holy were, wait, 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 what's are... one of the things? Oh, how, there's no stairs at Holy Cross because fairies fly. <laughs> That's so what, that was one of the chains. That was one of the things. There's yeah, no yeah. stairs at Well, that's Cross. what they used to say about us and shit like that. Oh. But no, because we dated a lot of their chicks. We had a better football team. They had a better baseball team than we did. But like they were better. We were better at a lot of sports than they were. And they just didn't like it. There's fights all the time. Really? All the time. Like during sporting events? After school. Really? How we, close are the schools? Mile down the road from each other. Uh, was it on the other side of the LIE? We, we, yes, we got it. <laughs> this is the best though. Other side of the highway. We got out at 212. They got out at like 250. We, so if there was a fight, everyone knew in the school, like 50, 60 kids would be on the Q88 just ro rolling up the same residence prep. Oh, and on, as the, soon as on they, the thing above the LIE? Yeah, as soon as they got out of school, we just a fucking fight would just break out. You ever get in one of those? And no, I was always a, I was a pussy. I didn't want to get into the fights like that. I also wasn't like, they, those kids lived out like in that area. So I lived all the way in, in Middle Village, just further away. So, so which like, one was like a, the more sketchy area where they were at or where you guys were at? I mean, they're both fucking white areas that try to be there from Queens. So it's not like they try to be tough or not. There was some kids that were like that were we had some we had our school was like probably 25 percent black kids. So they were they were used to come from uh, hard, harder areas that I used to I, uh, I used to like drop kids off at times. What are some of the neighborhoods that are right around there? Not like Great Neck, right? Uh, Bayside. Bayside, Queens. Bayside, Flushing. Uh, Douglaston. Uh, what else? Oh, that's there? where McEnroe is from. Johnny Max from Douglaston. I met Johnny Mac in the city once. Oh yeah, yeah. I gave him a, randomly. I, I gave him his, his parking spot. That was double parked, and he pulled up next to me. And he go, I, I didn't want to give this spot up. I was like people were like passing by, I'm like no, nah, I'm not moving. And I was like double parked. You can see, I was there's an open space. I'm like I'm not moving. I don't give. I'm not moving. He rolls up. He's like, you have his parking spot. I go. Johnny Mac. I go, yeah, buddy, have my spot. No problem. I don't no give a shit. Worry. Dude, you were like, I love the US Open, by the way. Johnny McEnroe. He does a great job, man, in terms of bringing, uh, bringing the crowd in on watching TV, because some tennis on TV, because sometimes, man, it is extraordinary. I love boring. the Johnny Mac documentary. Me too. The oh. one was like on Showtime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's I love when he was like, Wimbledon. he won Wimbledon. He's supposed to go to the event afterwards to say, he's like, I don't want to go. I don't like these people. And he just he didn't go. Played, he played at uh, Port Washington out there in Long Island, and I've played a bunch of tournaments there. Yeah, he, he didn't played. go to college, though. No, he, nah. went to stay, he went to Stanford for a year. Oh, he did? Yeah, and he won the national tournament. Oh, okay. So I knew a kid who, he was about two and a half years older than me. He ended up going to USC. He won the team title at USC freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. He won the individual title, his junior and senior year. He won 72 matches in a row. This kid, Steve Johnson, who, if you guys know tennis, you know Steve Johnson. His career high was 25 in the world. And that just speaks to you, uh, anyone who's extraordinarily successful in college, not being able to, you know, crack it at the highest yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. 72 matches in a row, junior and that's senior how, year. And then went pro, got to 25 in the world, and now he's like 60. No one, no one, like, people don't really 
realize how like the, the, the small incremental differences of like how much better they are In professional sports professional sports than we even like when I was going down to like Georgia like how much a little bit better than they were they just got the shit quicker they just did shit quicker what do, you, th- what do you think about um, like, talking about that in terms of like football though you know, like, because a guy like was like an offensive lineman, you see the movie The Blind Side, and the kid didn't play football till what? He was like 17 years old, and then he made the NFL. Yeah, I, just, I think that's chicken nuggets right there. It's just a lot of chicken. I actually, offensive linemen in high school were some of the most uncoordinated kids I've ever seen in my life. I mean, listen, they didn't play, but like, we would like take batting practice, and they were like, we can swing the bat. I'm like, okay, swing. And we would throw BP, and they couldn't hit the ball. They, their hand and eye equation was terrible. They're just fat fucking kids. Did you know a lot of kids who played sports in college, though, going to a Catholic boys' school? Uh, not Queens? a bunch of kids, I don't think. Really? Well, the biggest kid was this kid, Kevin Ogletree. He went to the University of Virginia. He played for the Cowboys. And he was like the he was the, he was the star of the school. Like he was everyone knew who the fuck. He didn't. He literally once he signed for UVA, he like didn't go to class. I mean, no one cared. Not big. Six one, six two. Wide receiver. Oh, he was a wide okay. receiver in the exactly. NFL. Good. He played yeah. basketball too. Dominated basketball. Yeah, that's so funny how uh, you you can find like basketball, football, and baseball. Like kids who are insanely good athletes usually are good at those three specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally never picked up. Like he just stopped. Yeah, he just he was and he was so good. And football, he took more seriously. Obviously, he played it. But like he would have scouts come to baseball games in high school to see his like skill level. To play another sport? Play another sport. <laughs> he was like, they were like, want to see his skill level and how, how fast he was and like that. They, they scouts for football. I remember one time he gave me a card. He goes, hold this. It was a scout from Michigan State. That's hilarious. <laughs> card from Michigan State. So yeah. I, I chose between tennis and baseball when I was like 12 years old. I won the MVP of my little league in Peter Stuyvesant little league over here. Yeah, but it's, it's come on. It's, it's and, Manhattan. And I, and, I go, and I was going to um, like tennis camp that week. So I had to decide if it was uh, tennis or baseball. And I chose I think you made the right point. You made the right thing. I don't know, bro. I will, I will have never known. Wait, you, have, you have any idea how lucky white people are that like tennis is an expensive sport? Because if black people just started getting into really tennis, well, now you're seeing they would more, you're seeing um, you're seeing some more inner city type uh, players. There's a little bit, but like if it was as prevalent tennis. as basketball, yeah, dude, was, yeah, you be you like would. Kobe Bryant played a little bit of tennis, and everybody was always talking about if Kobe was a tennis player. I yeah, mean, six, six foot, foot eight, six, yeah, a guy who's lanky. fast. That imagine LeBron serving you serving you up right here, and he could spit in the ball. It's interesting. Let me ask you a question about tennis. So a lot of the players and like they all know each other, right? The is there a, player, even I'm, like at what level though? Even when you, when you, when you were like growing up, it's like the the toy. Oh, I know. Is there a lot of like fucking banging of the other? Like everyone's like banging each other. A little bit, maybe so. But like it would be at like the Sorry, highest highest Ted's level. Mom, by the way, <laughs> Sorry about that. and grandma too. Yeah, oh, it, would, shit, it would be the highest level though. You know, oh, okay. It would be like the kids who live at IMG or live at Boletaries. Those are like the kids who are top 10 in the country. So they kind of have their own circle. And then the kids who are growing up in the East, like me, the Connecticut, New Jersey, New York kids, it was a different level of tennis. So like we wouldn't all see each other on like every single day. Like everybody who's living down in Florida, they're going to the same academy. They're training every single day, every morning. But up here is a little bit more dispersed. Yeah. But in general, the top tennis world are people who were traveling to all the tournaments. There was a lot of, not incest, but people all knew each yeah, other. Yeah, they all knew each other. Well, who was the best player you ever played? Best player I ever played. That's an interesting question. Because the kid I, the kid, the best player who I ever beat was um, younger than me at the time. So I beat Noah Rubin when he was 12 years old. I was 15 yeah, years old. You were he 29 playing, years old, actually. He was, yeah. he was playing the 16 and under tournament. <laughs> oh, really? And he, his career high is like 100 in the world. He got a set off Federer. He's, he's good. He's like 100 in the world now. But that was my biggest win. Yeah. When he was 12 and I was 15, which is a completely different game of tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have pubes yet. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't even hitting smoking. big serves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like hitting it That's over crazy, his head. though. How fucking good. He only got to 100 in the world. Dude, he won uh, Junior Wimbledon when he was 17, and he only got to 100 in the world. Oh, God. Yeah, tennis, tennis is just a... From the ages of 17 to 20, like, so much happens in the game of tennis. Yeah. So much. It's and wild. It's gr- before, like, before Federer, you were out by 32. Yeah, you dude. Were like Andy Roddick uh, retired when he was 30. Yeah. So he won the U.S. Open when he was 21 years old, which is unheard of. A guy like Carlos Alcaraz winning it at 19 is crazy. Yeah. But Andy won it, hosted SNL the next week, and then everyone thought the, everyone was thought the, he was, was everyone thought he was going to be the next fucking star. It was crazy because you, you watch him. You, and watched you, were like, docu- that great. you watched that documentary about him though with uh, Marty Fish. Yeah, him and Marty and Fish bogging out a true comedian form. They, they His go, anxiety. No, but they asked though. They go like, "What, what, what was the bubble that burst uh, the U.S. men's uh, like tennis thing? Why?" Any anyone better than you guys are? He goes, yeah. The bubble's called Roger Federer. Right. Like he's like he's so good. He be, he won everything. Yeah, and he could have won like five or six Grand Slams if it wasn't for Roger. Federer. Yeah, and he had a big serve. Just crazy. Federer had everything. His career record against Roger Federer, if I'm not correct, I'll pop it up right here. But I think it was like it ended up being like two and thirty. <laughs> 
something like that. So you, do you dominate ping pong now? You pretty go, good. You know who's yeah, really good? On. Speaking of Julio Gallerati. Is he, I was gonna ask, is he, is he better than you? I played, I played Julio once and he fucking murked me. Where'd you play him? At Spin? I, I think somewhere we played, yeah. I don't know I'm where like it was. 23rd Street and like a little um, ping yeah, pong yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, loves, yeah. He loves going there. So last time we played, we played three out of five sets. Uh, he was up two sets to love and I came back and I lost in the fifth set. I'll say this. It was t- it was I know I can't battle. handle pressure because I'll be playing ping pong and I'll have match point on somebody and they have like five things. I, I fucking break it down every Dude, time. tennis, those last points are super crucial in terms of like anxiety driven. Like there's so many times when I've had match points and I've lost. Like, every point matters. It's maybe, you play golf at all? No, nah, no. Nah, I, I never I play pl- golf, I but played, it's like every shot yeah, you know, matters. I, hit, really I do three holes. I'm like, this sucks. I'm getting yeah, out of here. It takes a little bit of time. Sometimes a little yeah. boring for me too. I haven't played in a while, but like it could be a little slow if you're not like not on the course with your boys. Yeah, I never like realized that. how like do te- but like like those last points is so like you, it's in your head. It's like if just don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't Insane, mess it up. I'm playing dude. I'm playing outside in the backyard. And, you know, like I'm like, oh, don't mess it up, don't mess it up. I'm do like, you live uh, close to Astoria Park? Live like a block away. Okay, so when I was a freshman in high school and I was homeschooled, I used to run out there like three days a week. All around, like under the bridge on that park when it was red. This, is, this could be your origin story of how you got good. You know, yeah, exactly. you homeschool, you didn't have any friends, so you had to go. You literally you had to go. That's crazy, dude. So, uh, freshman year. You had tough. to go meet the black tennis player, and that's how you go. The, about the, the, urban, um, the urban youth. The Cuban <laughs> running coach. That's who it was. <laughs> I forget his name. Edwin Senna Duran. Did you ever see those chess was. people that play in the parks? Everywhere. It's like, it's like a, sometimes I see like a white kid playing against a 55 year old black guy, just giving him like, just giving him the business. You know what? Those guys have got to be making at least 250 dollars a day some of them just yeah. sitting there hustling twenty dollars a game i try to do a joke but never worked like I, I sometimes like homeless people legit playing chess and like i don't know how to play chess but they're homeless and they're playing chess i don't i'm at home and they, i still i don't get like <laughs> well they're not paying taxes bro i guess so but that's like the, that part, i'm like how the fuck the do battle. these guys play chess and i can't play chess some of these people who panhandle in new york city i mean i'm sure you've seen the same people sitting in the same space like do the same place like dude they make a couple hundred dollars a day i'm immune to that easily shit. if you're white and you're trying to give money i'm like get, get out of here i hate, I hate I'd, much rather, I'd much rather give somebody food or a drink man but people don't want food or drink they'd much rather have your money because they want heroin yeah if you can't, crack, can't buy a heroin crack. a cheeseburger that's true yeah or they say heroin is the cheeseburger but i come into the city as a kid though you meet you i mean you probably saw like homeless guys doing like shit like shady Everything, shit to like dude. i remember one time we were driving into the city and we get this gave a guy like a dollar he was like on uh in a wheelchair or something like that and he couldn't move and then like whatever two hours later we saw him again he was holding the wheelchair walking away with it no <laughs> yeah that was my first experience like oh they're kind of shady people okay oh damn so this mm-hmm. is like in manhattan when you went yeah in? damn do you, a- you ever go a lot with your friends though into manhattan we didn't really cut going to the city until i was like 1920 and what kind of stuff were you doing bars like bars because i had a fake idea i had my brothers i did so, and then no one really had IDs at like 18, 19, and a couple, couple got IDs, because the city had to have a fake ID. Yeah. So a couple got IDs and they're like, oh, let's start going to the city. Let's do something. We would go like the village or some shit like that Love as a that. 19, 20 year old. Like, well, we were the coolest kids in the world. Go to the village. <laughs> like, bro, we're going to the dude. city, bro. It's crazy. And then what, you just take the train back? I have, North? I have a fucking, I have cool parents. I have really cool parents. I have a cool mom. Well, she, she was like, listen, I know you're going to fucking party. I'd rather pick you up. So like my, and my mom didn't like, she, my mom doesn't sleep like three, four in the morning. So I'd be like, I, I'd be the only one. Everyone else's parents like, fuck, get home yourself. My mom, I call my mom like two thirty. Like, can you pick us up? We're fucking hammered. She's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm fucking here. Like, okay, she's coming and get Come us. Come to the city? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's gotta be a great part about growing up and having parents who are so lenient like that. I would like to think that I will, will be like that with my kids. Like if you're gonna drink, whatever, just do it in my basement. If you're gonna smoke, just freaking do it over there. Do it in the bathroom. Yeah, she's, box like, the bathroom. she's like, I don't want you traveling the train at two thirty in the morning. Yeah, dude. So when parents don't like you close that gap with their kids and they try and keep it like a don't ask, don't tell policy. It's not so good. It does get a little rough though when you're 19 years old and it's the summer and you're getting you're calling your mom every weekend for a ride. Well, she's then, like, at that, that point she could like put her foot. Yeah, down she's like, like I think you, you might be drinking out, a little Chris. too much, Chris. I think you might be doing she's like, that. Scopo, knock it yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was like, fuck you, mom. I do it myself. <laughs> Were you uh, working in jobs in the city at that age? Uh, well, where were you I saw it's, it was weird. Like I, I kind of like my brother had jobs going on. He didn't play sports, but my parents were a little more lenient with me because I played baseball. I was traveling a lot for baseball. Oh, okay. That was like your job. Yeah. And up until I was like 16, 17. And then one of my buddies called me up one time in high school. He's like, you want to work this job in the city? It's a being an usher on Broadway as one of the ushers. And I was like, what do I do? He goes, he's got to get, show people to their seats. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, I think my senior high school, I what, did that show. I did a bunch of shows. I did, I did it at the Music Box Theater in uh, 45th and 8th Avenue. 
And it was an easy job. It was, I would work probably two, three times a week, make like 200 bucks. And then I would do that when I come back from school in, this, in the summers or in winter break. I'd call, text the guy like, hey, I'm back from school. If you have any open availabilities. And he would fucking just give me shit. I'd make like 500 bucks a month or something like that. It'd be, it's the greatest job in the world. Nothing. We just get hammered, bro. Yeah, working a few we used days to, a month. We used to go there because like during the show, we used to take breaks. So if we, were, we used to go out afterwards, we used to fucking get hammered. In the in the back area because we had like our own special area of the theater, of the theater dude. That's hilarious. We we would and then because we those on, on Saturday is two shows, so you, you have to like you start drinking the first show. Would you drink the alcohol that was already there? No, we get our own shit. We okay. bring our own beers in with it. And the and the guy who ran the whole thing didn't give a shit. He goes, he goes, you guys were nothing. We used to bring kegs from back in our day, <laughs> <laughs> dude. We I used to sit people fucking hammered hammer drunk, and I'd be like, yeah, go over here. Oh my god, love that. I fucking sat Pacino once. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I've had I've a bunch of famous people. Yeah, yeah. It was so much. It was all boys. Oh, so Irving Berlin owned it. Who's that? He's a famous, uh, I don't know, he fucking probably, you know, Illuminati shit back in the day. He's, he was rich, but his family owned the Music Box Theater. And in, in his will, he goes, there will be no female ushers at my place. I will not have that, to have female ushers. It had to be all male ushers. What? Except the guy's daughters. The only two that would, would do it was the guy that ran the whole thing's daughters. Why though? That was his thing. He wanted all, I think he probably was like raping the kids back in the day, oh something like God. that. But like he wanted, so it was all, it was all boys. It was the fucking- It was boys. Boys. So it was all like you, your guy's age, like 20 It was, yeah. We had a couple guys who were a little older who like, this was their side job as well. Wow. But dude, it was fucking fun, dude. We didn't do shit. We we were fucked up all the time. Some of the plays, like so the plays that we, they, they wouldn't sell out at all. Like there'd be like five people up top. I used to come. I used to come. I'm like sit wherever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Uh, we had a, we used to get hammered. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, we used, oh I went. We used to gamble downstairs. One time we were gambling so loud that people <laughs> had to come down from the play and be like, guys, you're, 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 people can hear you upstairs outside. And the thing- Like people, like audience members? Yeah, because we were fucking screaming and stuff like that. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Oh, it was a good time. I should have kept that job. I don't know why I did it, <laughs> honestly. So how did you get into comedy from this point where you're like, oh, this theater looks great. I want to be up there. I It's it's kind of like that, but I was like, I just wanted, I wanted, I think I took one acting class. This, this producer guy was like, do you like acting? I was like, I want to try. He's like, here's my acting coach. I went to this acting class and it was the worst acting class I've ever seen in my life. This like lady was like, she's probably a good acting coach, but she was like screaming at the people. I'm like, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to do like, something fun. So I was like, let me just try comedy. And I just tried it. And then I fucking, you know, I'm here at the 10 Jones podcast, you know, Absolutely. crushing it right And now. then you're, you would just go into the city? Yeah. Like from Queens? Yeah, I go into the city. I just, I just, I, would, I worked part-time in the city as well. And then you just stay in the city and hang out. And just, like, I used to, a lot of naps in cars. I did oh, a lot nice. of naps in cars and shit. Like, forget like two hours to kill. Think I'm writing? No, I'm taking naps in cars. <laughs> did this happen after you went to Sacred Heart or the kind of before yeah, summers and 20, shit? Yeah, 23 when I was 24 when I started comedy. So it was after, yeah. I did, I, college for me was like, I was like, oh, this is never going to end. This is going to be the greatest time ever. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to party in college. And then I was like, well, this is a real world now. This sucks. Did you, did you move home after college? Yeah, I lived home until I was like 27, 28. Because okay. it's... It was like, like why I get moving into the city and partying and stuff like that. But I was like, I don't really have a lot of money. I'm going to be poor right away. I was like, just save up money living at home. So did, when you first moved to the city, uh, do you have roommates mm -hmm. in comedy? Yeah. I had a, uh, we lived in a comedy house in Astoria. It was oh, like a no known, it was like way. a known comedy house. When was that? Uh, 20, I was like 28 to 32, 33. I live with Pavone, Alex Pavone, Mike Albanese, Joe List. A uh, bunch of other people. It was comments come back and forth. Whose like house was it? Was it a landlord? Chinese guy? landlord guy. Why was it a comedy this, house? Uh, we have no idea why. We lived with this old Indian man named Jay. This old Indian man who we don't know. He could have been 45 or 75. We are not sure his age. He lived there. He like saw all the comedians come through. The, it, and he was, dude, he's actually the greatest guy in the world, Jay. We love him. We still talk to him a little bit to this day. And he would come, dude, he would fucking rag on us. One time we were watching Joe List special on the TV with me, Pavone and Albany were hanging out and Jay walks out of his room and he goes, oh, I know that guy. And he goes, he got out that hair like you guys didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Deek. So what's, the, is it still a comedy house? No, I think the fucking, I left, I left right after the pandemic and I think the landlords, they were the worst people in the world. We hated them. We used, I used to call, we used to fight with them constantly. They were the worst people. And then I think they wanted to just kick us all out and they kicked us all out and it's not a comedy house anymore. What happened to you during the pandemic? I had the moved out wise and I had the best such. pandemic of my life. Wow. I crushed Let's the pandemic. It. 
Best of your life. This is, I, honestly, I have to say this. I was probably the top 5% of people in pandemics. Let's hear it. What'd you do? I lost 40 pounds. 40? 40 fucking pounds. I stopped drinking. Didn't drink at all during the pandemic. How did you lose 40 pounds not moving though? And just I, sitting around in the apartment, so for, no? For two weeks, I went to my parents' house in Queens. I worked out in their garage. And I was like, I'm going to keep this going. So I moved my, 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 back to Astoria. I would get up like noon, walk around for a little bit, come back and go straight to the park and work out for five hours. Wow. Just just do that because we couldn't do anything. How was your diet? Perfection. So what was it I went initially to special, and then how did you switch it? Special special guy, he got me like lean, what to eat, six ounces of chicken, six ounces of beef, whatever. Plus I was getting cash from the government. I, was, I felt like I was a fucking Terminator. I was like, I was like, this, I feel amazing right now. And I just constantly eating properly, doing this. I also got dumped like three months before that. So that was a little payback before in my head. March of 2020? Yeah, I got done. I, I was like, I had a dumping going on in my life. I just realized that now. Not great for me, but like I think October she dumped me. Which and means then, you're closer to the one, bro. Yeah, that's what I say. Uh, but yeah, so I got dumped, and then I was like, I want payback on this bitch. And I just got fucking engraved. Dude, I was revenge. I went from two, I went from two forty to one ninety three. Do you have any before and afters? Yeah. Can you send it? Fucking yeah. I'm holding my pocket. All right, I, he's sending it right here. Scopa, look at this before. Is this a, a shirtless the, and after? I can't. I don't know. I had no befores. I have it after oh. though. I have an after. No, I, didn't. I pop up the after. I'll take the you after. You look good. I'll take. I'll give you the after. The after is a nice one. Let me tell you. Right. I got abs. Nice. Running a little bit. No, it was all like high intensity interval training. Okay. But I was outside in the park. I was tan. Sun. I was tan, dude. I had the best tan of my life. I looked so good. Did you have the man bun at this time? It was growing out. I cut the man bun off the other day, actually. Bro, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it looks great. Thanks, boy. I gotta, I gotta go ahead here. I mean, How'd you get into comedy? Uh, I was doing... Uh, Can I ask you one question? I just yeah. remember you were Julio's Improv. boy, and you came around, yeah. and all of a sudden you started rapping one day, and let's I was like... Let's fucking go. Where, dude? Like, where? The Black, black Cat. Black Cat, let's black go, cat. dude. That's where I freaking started. Everybody was laughing at your boy, but now um, but I'm he, laughing at myself. Ted used to come in and do raps, and I was like, what the fuck is going on, right? I just knew you were Julio's boy, and I was like, this is... Pure Julia. Yeah, like, this is all. Um, but I used to take classes at UCB for years before I really got into stand-up. Uh, went to Asylum NYC and, and I was like, I know a bunch of comedians just from being around for so long. I know a bunch of comedians. I can put together a great comedy show. So I put together Ted Jones comedy show at Asylum and then just slowly started to pick up just on the stand-up. Yeah, your Ted Jones world. I see yeah, it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. Always yeah. the freaking merch. Yeah, yeah, dude. So I mean, you got a got a lot of good positive like you've per, per, uh, produced good energy Thank out to the do. world. I, I appreciate say. that. I see you, you and I'm like, oh, this guy got good energy. Okay, Thank let's you, see what's going on. I with appreciate that. that a lot, man. Yeah, so I, I think just in general, it was like I wanted to do improv almost full time and then I just like got the stand-up bug and I was like, oh, this could be potentially better because I don't have to rely on people fucking up as in like a baseball or tennis over baseball. I, improv's weird. I can't do improv. It was it really good improv is fun to watch. Really good improv. I mean, sometimes it's bad. I mean, I'd rather see stand up. Like, really? I'd rather. Yeah, it's just, it's more real. I feel like improv just actors who are just not great at acting for some reason. I don't know. Maybe because I've done shows with like improv actors and I'm like, I just don't like it. It's not real. Well, have you seen a really good improv show where you're like, wow, they did a great job? Or no, not really. Probably not, no. Do you ever get into improv at all? Um, no, I'm also, I'm, I'm a one-sided, like, Queens. Once my mind's made up, I'm right, like, right, right. and like, like everything else, everything else is fucking gay. I, and, I hear yeah. you. I think, though, if you did see a really good improv show, you would appreciate it. The little nuances, the things that are very normal about the scene can be funny. Okay, all and, right. And in stand-up, you know, it's hard to say something that's, like, very real and on point for that specific moment, and people die and laughing. And in improv, it's different. You know, like, you can say something, or, like, Every time you walk into the door in improv, you can pretend to take off your shoes. And then one time you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot to take off my shoes. Like little nuances, things like that, that are in real life situations. Yeah. But um, you wouldn't find that situation funny in the stand-up set. Yeah. I know you got to guess that in a lot of shit. Don't end yeah. it. Don't. Yeah. I don't Whatever. But, you know, keep it moving. I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Chris, what else is coming up for you? Uh, exciting at the end of 2022, man. I see you uh, all over the place. Hey, thanks for that. Thank you for shouting me out and acting like I actually have something going on. You do, business. bro. Stop. Come don't self-deprecate. You do, nah, man. Seriously. I, gotta, I can't. It's too much. Don't, don't. I mean, bro, I've seen you in the mix for years. See you doing all the hottest freaking spots. So what else are you Wait, looking to do? I've seen you just being hot out in the streets. That's I what appreciate I've seen. that. Let me tell you. I absolutely, tell absolutely you. do. And I'm single. 917-215-5501. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you must crush with girls in the city. Bro, no. I just because I'm focused on doing this shit so much, man. So. That, you know what I realized? The more you focus on this shit, the more girls want you. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing. 
He's a good kid, Ted's mom. Okay, love that. All right, he never brings mom. girls around. He never bring these sluzies <laughs> around. You never see the sluzies out. Only the nice girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's coming up at the end of 2022? Buddy, 2023. 2023, good big year for me. I'm just gonna put it out to the world. I don't know what's gonna happen, Are you but gonna big put, year. Out, put it out in an hour. I don't know. I'm, I want to do an out al- an album, but I don't want to do like everyone's do do an album now. I don't want to do that. I just I want to be something different. I want to shoot it at a place where it's a little more special, a little little, little sense of like. New York and like just New York Comedy Club or whatever. I want to get a fan base, so we got to grow that. I need to just, I want to craft the hour and make it like Akash thing. You know, Akash thing? He did it perfectly. He got a fan base and he did his hour. And that was the, the Bring Back a Pooh was the first album he ever put out. And it's like, that's what I want to do. I just don't want to put an album out for the sake of putting an album out. So I'll wait for a little while, get it perfectly where I want it, and then I'll do it. If, even if it's a little longer, I get it but I want it to be special. I don't want it to be just throwing anything out there. So would you put together you know, 30 minutes or an hour? Or you're just thinking just in general. I probably do. F- I probably do an hour, but maybe release 45 of it or 40 of it wherever. Cause it, I mean, there's gonna be some, I'm very critical myself too. So if the joke's not smashing, I'm not putting it out. So I want to make it like smashing. I do 45, 45 is like standard. I think for like, they say an hour, but 45 is standard for a show. That's what I would want it to make it special do something different and you think you're there though like ready to go it's weird because like have you get you got to put these clips out now these stand-up clips so i'm like confused in my head where like i have a good bit right it's like a three four say I have a three four minute bit i'll put 30 seconds of it out or something like that and i'm like now what do i do with that i'm it's good for it's a nice chunk it's a funny thing in the in the bits i'm like do i not do that part in the album or do i still do it in the album so it's like we were putting all these, these tapes out, all these, all these clips out. I'm not sure what the possibility of putting an album out is with this thing already out there. Is it going to be hack? Is it not going to be hack? Well, do that? Are, are you you're judging the bit based off of the... I'm judging the fact things. that I put it out already. So if people are going to see it. Yeah. I, it's sometimes but I, the thing I is, though, kind of you need to put clips out about that. Yeah. So I'm like, do I just now do I just not for a, like a year put anything out or like just put crowd work out? and focus on the actual album but then i might not have the best crowd best like i might not have the best clips so it's it's a weird fucking thing of like what yeah. do you do now and it's so different from like uh you know music you know when like people come to music concert everyone wants to know the song right yeah like in, in comedy people don't want to know every single joke no you do the same i remember i went to maniscalco's concert like three four years ago he did a bit that i've heard before i was like that's i, I that's odd i've never seen that before from a comic where did you see him the garden and I was like, that was odd. He did that. And I think he, he said, yeah, I'll recycle bits. I don't really care. I was like, what? I'm not judging the guy, but I was like, I don't want to do that. I would want to just do new material. So it's like a weird thing that where everyone's putting all this shit out, but it's like, you're also putting out jokes that are good, jokes that are probably need a little more work, but the premise is already out there. And you don't want people, you know, during a live show yelling out the punchline or something like that. So I'm like, I, I know what I, I don't, I don't want when people are like, oh yeah, I heard that joke already. That's the fuck that would that would break my heart. It's changing. I mean, you know, I'm sure you probably think the same thing. Ten years ago, you know, you kind of have your set and you can use it for as much time as you want. But now you're right. You have the pressure of putting up clips, making sure everything's good. I and remember you're like, I thought that thing banged. Did yeah. Do well, I thought that dude five five years ago, if you recorded a comedian set, they would get they would get actively mad at you. They would like, don't do that. That's rude. Don't do that. And now people are like yeah, record, I, people record me like yeah, record it, put it online. I don't give a fuck as long as I'm not like doing anything bad in it. I don't I don't give a fuck at all. Put it out there. It's a weird thing how like that chains of like you're hoarding your material instead of just giving it out to the public. So let me ask you this: with the shows, that, I don't know if you've done the shows in the metaverse or whatever. Do you think that comedy is going to drastically change to where over the next five years comedians are like, all right, just put me up doing my same jokes everywhere every night. I don't care. I did one show in the metaverse, but I wasn't in the meta. I was just like I was. No, they 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 took a clip of mine and they put it to the people in the metaverse. They already did, it. and then I had they had they had a Q and A after or whatever, and that was actually fun to do. But it was that's going to hurt comedy. I think I don't think that's great. I think it's great for people you know that are weird and don't don't want to be out. But like getting out and seeing live shows is there's no feeling like it. You know that there's it's harder to like even if I watch a, a comedy comedian on TV. Maybe I don't laugh at them. And then I see him in person and I'm like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. 
So like being live there, I think makes it more special. And I also think there's a big disconnect between, you know, me putting on my headset right now and seeing Chris Scopo out in Las Vegas and, you know, being with a million other people watching it on my couch. You yeah. Know, and trying to see you as like a hologram and thinking about how real it is. But even yeah, like, there's a disconnect. Even like, did you ever watch a movie that just, even during the pandemic movies were coming out on TV? I would not, they weren't as good to me because I'd be, my phone would be right next to me. I'd be like... Yeah, like Tiger King was one of the real last series I remember I was locked into yeah. my screen for. But besides that, I'm freaking on TikTok and a then I have to rewind. A lull, yeah, a lull in the thing. You're like, fucking, this tiger is exactly. way more fun. It's a tiger and a bear who are friends and shouldn't be friends at all. And you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, dude, that's why I mean, like, you know, I don't know how many how much uh, YouTube and like vlog stuff you watch these days. You watch like Mr. Beast. I watched to see what he's doing, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you watch a video with him, the first thing, as soon as you press play, here I am on the desert uh, giving away $100,000 to three of my friends. Hey! Yeah. So it's like every three seconds there's a cut, there's a cut, there's a cut. When you watch a comedy special, you know, and you say you have 45 minutes of material, like, how much of that material is just word, 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 you know, because there's probably a five-second lull, maybe for a crowd, word, word, word. So I think it's just attention spans of the younger generation coming up, and we'll see how For the podcast, I studied, like, the... And it's, dude, it's insane what they want you to do for the, you have to, you can't keep the same, don't post a stand-up clip with the same shot for 30 seconds. You have to, yeah, it's a, the zoom in, zoom in, sticker, zoom out, zoom in, zoom text. out, anything. You have to, you have to, because the algorithm will be like, no, nah, you're boring. I'm not putting that out. And it's just, it's not, I, I put one out the other day and it fucking bombed. And I'm like, how the, f- I got, I got, I got I to, I got to figure out why that bombed. It's a crazy, it's a weird thing. I it's zoomed like, in, zoom yeah, out. It's like the aesthetic of the font. The size of the font, if it fits on the screen, if you put in a nice sticker, you zoom in on the person's face. But yeah, it's a, it's a whole. We're a slave to the algorithm. Yeah, let's be real. As to the point where we shouldn't even be saying that word, dude. Oh, I. I he says audience. He says don't use the a word. Use oh, audience. Real? Yeah, I think, I think he meant slave. I was like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, don't use the slave word. Yeah, Chris, this has been an amazing time, dude. Uh, I do want to talk about though, uh, if you were going to be on the road in early 2023. I know you are always at many a comedy clubs in New York City, but uh, what do you got going I got on? Saratoga uh, coming up. Saratoga, New York, December third, December second and third, with Ian Fidance, that crazy son of a bitch. And we can find this information on your Instagram. Just go to Instagram or YouTube. Go to my YouTube. I need YouTube subscribers i'm Pop really i'm Pop really i'm really hitting youtube my youtube channel right here which is youtube.com backslash chris Scopo. right here it's right here see that you see it yeah it's playing with it nice absolutely chris it's thank funny. you so it's much fun. for coming on the podcast thanks this really was a great me. time guys thanks so much for tuning in and listening like the goddamn video leave a freaking review and uh follow this guy okay we'll see you guys next time Peace.